The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Host Dan Kroll, and this week I have quite a jam-packed hour for you. I'm calling it the Sugar and Spice episode, but I'll let you decide which guests are the sugar and which guests are the spice. Coming up later in the hour, from Days of Our Lives, Molly Burnett and Damon L. Jacobs will drop by to talk to us about the Indie Soap Awards, which are being held this weekend in New York. But my first guest had a special place in my heart and on my TiVo even before she agreed to be on today's show. As I'm sure all of you out there know by now, I love my crazy soap chicks. And Brianna Brown has been playing the crazy Lisa Niles on General Hospital for just over a year now. But is Lisa really crazy or is she just crazy in love? Well, I think it's time that we find out. So, Brianna, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. <laughs> Last month, you celebrated your one-year anniversary on General Hospital. Can you believe that it's been a whole year already? I can't believe that it's been a year. It's totally flown by. Do you remember your first day going into the GH studio? Yes. I remember that I had to be rushed through hair and makeup, and they skipped some items, and I had to go up right away. And uh, the head makeup hair lady said that she was amazed at how how cool I kept myself and, and how quickly I went through the material. She said, nothing fazed you, and yet inside I felt like I was freaking out. <laughs> was that, I'm guessing that was there was something going on. There was a schedule change. I've never heard of, of having to rush oh, things Oh, sometimes like they switch they switch things up or scenes, uh, there's a problem with one scene or something and so that happens all the time with shooting. So it's not abnormal, but when it happens, it's, you know, usually people get frazzled, especially if they're brand new. Well, here we are now. It's February 2011, and it's been quite a year on screen. Lisa's gone through, well, let's just say some changes since you took over the role, and I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth, but... If she's not at least a little cuckoo, I don't know what you'd call it, but I'll let you try to explain it. What would you say is, uh, how would you describe Lisa? Ooh, Lisa is delusional. <laughs> okay, so cuckoo uh, was close. Lisa needs to learn to let go, and Lisa has an obsessive personality. Um, and I think she just needs a lot of hugs. And a lot of love. <laughs> but she's fun. <laughs> well, you know, she doesn't exactly make it easy to want to hug her, though. 
yes, that's true. <laughs> but isn't that the case? Some, the people that need the most hugs oftentimes don't, uh, don't allow themselves to be available <laughs> that way. That's a really good point. But, you know, I have to say that I get upset when my doctor keeps me waiting in the waiting room for more than 30 minutes. And Lisa's done a right. whole lot more than just keep people waiting in the waiting room. I feel like she's been excellent with patience. I just feel like her personal life is a complete wreck. <laughs> I'm guessing, you know, I'm thinking about it. I kind of know of a lot of people who maybe in their professional life, they're able to pull it together. But when you sort of peel away the layers and see what's going on at home, it's like you said, it's a wreck. Yes. And I think she takes it to the next level <laughs> with uh, threatening people and <laughs> jumping in front of cars, things like that. Well, you've said that Lisa maybe needs some hugs, but I'd kind of imagine that because Lisa is maybe so hard to love, uh, there maybe, I'm wondering, have there been any sort of unusual fan letters or do you have any interesting fan encounters <laughs> that you'd like to share? Mm. Well, uh, well, there's been a couple people who have who've made comments. Usually, well, first of all, most people who don't like my character aren't usually going to say something to my face. Um, <laughs> thank God. Um, they'll do that on Twitter instead, um, where they can't be seen and they can, you know, be anonymous. And uh, but in, in a couple people make comments and say, "Oh, she's nasty," or "Leave that Patrick alone," and then. Once they realize that I'm not Lisa, then they're diffused, and, and they're like, oh, you're so nice. And I say, well, yes, I'm an actress. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but I, Well, hey, I mean, there's a lot of people who play doctor, but I guess that's that's another show that's not so central live. Uh, one, right. of the, one of the things that uh, I, I think does prove the fact that fans can tell the difference is while they may not like Lisa's antics, and I don't know if you're aware of this, you've actually been nominated for the Outstanding Newcomer in this year's SoapCentral.com Dankies Awards. It's an award that's voted on strictly by soap fans. So uh, congratulations. What was that? I'm, this is the first time I've heard of this. Well, that's amazing. So, <laughs> so excited. This, this is why we like to make sure that people know. Uh, every year for the past 16 years, SoapCentral.com uh, allows fans to nominate their performer, their choices for performers in a whole bunch of different character uh, categories. You know, lead actor, lead actress, supporting, sort of just like the Emmys. Uh, but we have right. an outstanding newcomer category, and Aww. you've made the nomination. So I guess this, if this is uh, the first time you're hearing it, would you like to maybe give a message to your fans out there who've voted you uh, into contention for this? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be nominated. Very exciting. I'm glad that people love to hate me. <laughs> I mean, my character. <laughs> no, I think it's important because a lot of times I think that people might be inclined to think that if they don't like a character, that it might be hard to appreciate the performance that someone's putting out there. And I have to say, there's a level of believability in you don't really want to strangle Lisa. You just sort of say, oh, she's just crazy, you know, bless her heart or something. <laughs> so I, I think that that shows. Well, good. Thank you. I, I thank you. Because sometimes, you know, you have to be, I have to be careful. I don't want to play into showing it that she's too crazy or judge her too much because I want to make sure that uh, I'm I'm trying to play it as well-rounded as, as possible. Instead and of that's evil, evil. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not something that you would want to take home with you <laughs> either. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd like to rewind a little bit uh, to before the time where you were tossing people in wells and you know, trying to have people sleep with other people to break up relationships and whatnot. I understand that it wasn't an easy path for you to becoming an actress. There were a lot of uh, challenges along the way, and I'd sort of like to talk about those if you uh, have a moment to. Sure. I think that a lot of people think that you – a lot of people decide they want to become a performer, snap overnight, they, they get a role, they're famous, and – you were actually at one point discouraged and thought about maybe not becoming an actress. Well, yes. I mean, I, I, I think it's so rare, actually, for any performer to to get work right away. So it's a it's it's a lovely idea, but it it it, it doesn't happen. It's it's like a unicorn. <laughs> it doesn't really happen that often. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> like oh my god. Um, but except unicorns don't exist. So a little less rare than that. Um, but uh, yeah, when I was when uh, I was in Minnesota, and I wanted to be an actress. And first of all, where I grew up and just the family that I was surrounded by and and in my community, I didn't know of anybody that made a living as an actor, let alone anyone in the arts. So it was something that was. It didn't seem possible or a possible field uh, to make a living in at all. Uh, I ended up meeting people who got me in alignment with representation out in Los Angeles, and I came out to Los Angeles, and I did really well uh, right away, which was really exciting. Um, But then when I actually moved out to Los Angeles, and it was so vastly different than Minnesota, I, it was a whole other ball game, and it took a lot of adjusting to the community and just how Los Angeles is versus small town in Minnesota, <laughs> and figuring myself out and, and and where to go. And so there was definitely a lot of hurdles throughout the years. I'd imagine that there's definitely uh, there's a lot of transition just from a big city like New York to Los Angeles. So I can imagine it must have been a, a really difficult to go from Minnesota to Los Angeles. Yeah, and I was 19 at the time, so I, you know, you know, you're at that age where you think I can do anything. <laughs> I know everything, right? Every every teenager early 20s <laughs> yes. thinks that, and then and then they, you know, I got out here and I was very, um, uh, what's the word? Um, I was very stubborn, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just stuck it out despite the various incidences and crazy situations that occurred <laughs> when think, maybe most people go home. <laughs> I think, though, that there's an important message in that, in coming from somewhere where you said you didn't know anyone who had been able to make a career out of acting. I think that taking acting out of the equation, there are a lot of kids now, and maybe some of them are listening, who want to do something that maybe they're being told, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. And I think that there's a message in there that with some perseverance and some hard work, almost anything is possible. I I mean, obviously there's luck and opportunity, and I think the biggest thing is if you have a desire to, to do something in your life, to go at it with all that you've got and be adaptable and you know continue to learn through the process you're going to make mistakes and get back up and try it a different way and and to be to persevere i definitely think especially if you have a, a talent for it i mean you're going to things are going to open up for you and certainly it helps to have someone there for you which is i find it nice to know that you founded a group it's called the new hollywood uh, can you tell us a little bit about that well because 
Los Angeles is actually, it, it can be a very lonely place. It's, it's a lot of cars. People, it's very spread out. It's mm-hmm. not like New York where people are walking through the streets every day and there's, there's more of a theater community, the Broadway community and, and whatnot. Um, that I felt that there, uh, there was just kind of something missing in my life. And I had a lot of really wonderful friends that I'd met separately or individually. And I thought, well, what if we just kind of gathered all these lovely women and helped support each other in our goal setting, personal and professional. And it just evolved from just a tiny little group of about five or six years ago into now 26 women in Los Angeles, a branch in New York. And we donate upwards of $10,000 to various charities. And we're on our way to being coming a 501c3 uh, and we're already a nonprofit corporation. And we write within the magazine Best Ever You, which is a women's magazine. And it's all about empowering women and being positive role models and just constantly the same thing we were just talking about, persevering through what it is that you that your heart desires and your dreams are and, and, and having other people that support you and are cheerleaders for you instead of being negative and competitive. I think that's really important. I mean, you mentioned Los Angeles sort of being isolated because everybody goes everywhere in a car. I've noticed that when I've been out there for the Emmys and walk somewhere and people give me those looks of, oh my gosh, don't you have a car? Uh, <laughs> exactly. And even more so, taking out just Los Angeles, we've become so connected on the Internet that a lot of people are missing out on those direct interpersonal skills. So I think that the new Hollywood really sounds like it gets people together and, and to help and to bond and to raise up. Exactly. And I, I think that a lot of times, especially on what we see on certain media, is the is idea of women being very competitive and catfight. And I think that when women and men come together and are supportive of each other, just so much more can get accomplished. So I think that's that's really the essence of the group is to is to, to continually better ourselves and better our community and at the same time still be able to fulfill our dreams and our talents and our visions in the world. It is so important for me to celebrate when my guests are helping to make a difference in people's lives. And I know that you've been actively involved in some charitable work. We've actually been trying to have you on the show since back in December for Toys for Tots. <laughs> but I know that uh, I mean I know that you are actively involved in a lot of charitable work. Uh, I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Well, just to, to go back in December, uh, my group, the New Hollywood, we raised uh, funds for a group called Hollywood Hearts, and we had a toy drive for Toys for Tots, and we had a big party and a raffle and whatnot. It was a lot of fun. This year, we plan on doing that again. We also plan on helping out City Hearts, which is an organization that helps inner-city kids learning about the arts. And uh, Last year, we dressed as fairies at their big event and helped uh, face paint and play with the kids, and we had our own little corner in the, in the beautiful vineyard that the event was thrown in. And uh, we intend on also helping out free the slaves through a benefit. Uh, the thing that I'm working on personally, just individually, and uh, our group has donated to this already, um, is a nonprofit called NAMI. It's the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill, which is ironically in sync with my character. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is a little. A little. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So, uh, not that she's been diagnosed with anything, I don't know. But um, the the reason for this is it's an organization that I have been raised 
uh, raised with. Uh, my aunt is severely schizophrenic, and my grandmother and my other aunt have been on the board and president and vice president at various times uh, helping the Dakota County branch run from. So I plan on running a marathon, my first marathon in the fall, and raising funds for it. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. If you want to be nervous, I have something that you can be nervous about. We have an opportunity for you, if you'd like to try to maybe earn a little money for NAMI here with our $250 soap pyramid. <laughs> if you're game. Oh my goodness. It's a, and who doesn't know the the old game show, the $100,000 pyramid with Dick Clark. This is sort of like that just with a smaller budget. Love it. I'm totally nervous. Get ready soap fans because it's time to play the $250 soap pyramid. <laughs> That's all we can play of the theme song, otherwise we would have to downgrade the prize to the $2.50 pyramid. I'm going to get the clock set here for about a minute. The category is okay. names the same. So just in my head, I'm thinking that it's going to be the same as your name, or at least close to it. So, Brianna, are you ready? Ready. 60 seconds on the clock and go. Uh, the Peanuts character always had the football pulled out from under or from, from him. I don't know. Ah! Okay, we'll um, It's a football team from Ohio. Oilers? No. Uh, think of think of a color. Think of a color. Chargers? That's your last name. Think of a color. Brown? Yeah. Brown? What's, what's Brown? the city? Uh, I don't know. I don't watch football. The, 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 the godfather of soul. Uh, I feel good. Do, 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 do. Oh my goodness, I'm making a mini of myself. I told you, um, my mind is going blank. Okay. How about this one? Um, uh, R&B singer uh, um, was a, a, alleged to have beaten up Rihanna. Oh, Chris Brown. Yes. Uh, she was on General Hospital. First she was Carly, then she came back as Claudia. Sarah Brown. Yes. Uh, little Girl Scouts. It sounds like a flat chocolate cake. Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the governor of California. Uh, gov- oh, uh, Dan Brown. Brown. <laughs> you know that doesn't count. The first you need his first name. Uh, Seinfeld. I'm so bad with names. No, this is the okay. worst name for me. Uh, we got time for one more. When is that clock done? It's um, done. I was giving you one last chance in the last one. It's tough in 60 seconds, right? Because you know that you only have a little bit of time to try to get through here. It is so. I'm so bad with names. This is so not my strength. But it's good. It's good. It just reminds me that I need to get better with names. <laughs> well, you got four. So now you have a chance. Okay. To, we'll, we'll try to do the double or nothing. It's it's an old version of Match Game. Uh, hopefully everybody knows what Match Game out there. It's you fill in a, a, a blank, and if you get it right, we'll give you the full $250 for NAMI. But it's okay. not always easy. Blank I, E-Y-E, blank I. I'm writing down my answer. Blank I, what is that? I'm confused. It's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it quick. It's, uh, yeah, this is a train wreck. <laughs> it's actually very funny, believe it or not. Like, uh, I'm glad it's funny for you. Oh, if it's that bad, I can take Okay, I can take Like, um, I'll, I'll give an example for you. Um, 
blank bird, somebody might put, you know, big bird. If you put something oh, okay. in the blank, or they might say, you know, uh, blue bird. So this one will be big blank eye. I can tell you right now it's not going to be brown. That would be too easy, so don't say brown eye just because... <laughs> That is exactly what I wrote down. Black eye. Yay! <laughs> I don't. We don't have applause, but I'll make the applause. Yay! <laughs> so I'm very excited. You about have this. redeemed yourself for Nabi. You've gotten them $250 that will make a donation to them in your name. Uh, but no, there were some other options. There was private eye, uh, you know, pink eye. I almost wrote down pink eye, but that. I mean, Ooh. Because you know, a doctor, I was thinking maybe you'd you'd go to pink eye. Yeah. But you thought, I'm going to make it easy for her, so instead of brown, I'll put black. <laughs> no, that wasn't at all. It. I just figured, because there's so, there's so many other things. That it, could, it could have been private eye. It could have been, uh, uh, okay, I'm out of eye. Needle eye, not eye, whatever. It could have been a whole lot of, oh, my gosh, that was exciting. You're talking about. It was thrilling. <laughs> you're talking about running a marathon. I feel like I just ran one. But didn't I see on Twitter, though, didn't you run a half marathon? I did. I ran a half. Literally, uh, this last Sunday, I ran a half in uh, Palm Springs. Okay. How did you do? And it, was, it was good. I shaved off four minutes off my time. I got down at one hour and 59 minutes and 17 seconds, so I was very excited about that. But we uh, we went faster than normal, so it was, it was hurting me to, that day. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> do you have to do any special training, or have you altered uh, maybe the way you eat or anything to get ready for these events? Um, well, I... I try and run three to four times a week, and I really should try and run more. It's just a, a matter of scheduling. Uh, but I usually run between four and six miles when I do when I do the run. Um, and usually, you know, I, especially for the marathon, I'll have to have more of a training schedule and more rigidity with that. But as far as eating, I just get excited that I can can carb load before uh, before the, the race, even though I was told I don't really need to. I'm like, whatever, I think it's really necessary. <laughs> well, I hope that you didn't have to do any special training for today's show, uh, but you've been <laughs> a really great guest and a really good sport with our $250 soap pyramid. <laughs> You'll never see aside. me on a game show. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm told I should stick to being a host rather than the contestant, but I hope that you oh. enjoyed yourself and that you'll consider coming back and visiting with us again, maybe without anytime tri- without the trivia. <laughs> yeah, anytime. No trivia. Now I know. Uh, <laughs> and you know too. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime. And for everybody out there, of course, be sure to check out Brianna every weekday on ABC's General Hospital. But for now, stick around because there's more of Soap Central Live after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, Soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. 
Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideas and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. My next guest already has a daytime Emmy nomination under her belt, and her unique performance as Melanie on Days of Our Lives is certain to earn her many more to come. But Molly Burnett is also a three-time SoapCentral.com Dankies Award nominee this year. And even though she reportedly has no idea what that means, I decided that I wouldn't let it get in the way of having her as a guest here on the show today. So let's get ready to Danky and welcome Molly to the show. Molly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, well, hello there. So, Dankies, 2011. Yes. I understand right. you're not quite quite familiar with what they are. I'm curious, since we've uh, last spoken on Twitter, has anyone explained a little bit more about what these are to you? They, they kind of did a little bit, but I still, I still don't get the gist of them. Okay, so think of like the Emmys, but better, because these are actually awards that are nominated and voted on by the fans of Soaps. The people so, that matter. Exactly, and that's really important to know that. Of course, the fans love knowing that you guys care about them. Of course. Oh, my gosh. So every year for the past, I guess, 16 years now, we've been having these online awards. And this year you have been nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress, Outstanding Younger Actress, and Outstanding Overall Performer. So there are your three nominations. Again, these are all by the fans. So I guess I'll give you a chance now if you'd like to speak to the fans and let them know what these nominations mean to you. Oh my gosh, that's that's so amazing! Thank you so much for for considering me for that and thinking of me and 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 I'm gonna keep trying to make you proud with my work on the show and um I, oh my gosh, thank you very much. I think they certainly already do appreciate your work. Of course, your nominations certainly prove that. But I, I mentioned in the introduction your daytime Emmy nomination and something that spoke to me is that soaps, we usually get caught up in thinking that soaps are so overly dramatic and everything is bad, but your character actually has a lot of moments where you have an opportunity to show off your comedic side as an actress. Yeah, thank you very much. I really I really worked hard on that because um, 
um, you know, I, I, um, comedy is my favorite thing to do, and I really wanted to, to try and bring that to the soap opera. Well, if, if comedy is your favorite thing to do, I'm curious then, what went through your head when you found out you'd be on a soap opera, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'd like to be funny, but soaps are uh, people coming back from the dead and, and yeah. horrible things. <laughs> well, if I think about what my storylines have been, let's see, I've been shot, stabbed, poisoned mm-hmm. by a comb, mm-hmm. found out my mom wasn't who I thought she was, and my dad used to pimp me out, and my brother found me in France, and I was going to jail and hooking at in France. And um, so when I think about the storylines that's going on right now, let's see the one currently that my husband cheated on me with my father's wife, and they had a baby. So these storylines are, are quite crazy, but the way you keep it fun is that I try and find the humor um, in whatever I can so that so that not everything that you watch is just, oh, he just got shot. Oh, she just got cheated on. Oh, she's not going to have the baby. Oh, she's going to have the wrong person's baby. <laughs> so <laughs> so where's the humor in being pimped out and finding out that uh, your husband's cheating on you? I mean I, I mean, I guess you have to keep a positive outlook, and that's <laughs> how you get through the day. But, you know, right? at, at first glance, it doesn't really sound you know like an episode of Seinfeld to me. Yeah, well, you know, they're, uh, they're a little bit dramatic storylines but but you know you, you have scenes with um like eric or i would have scenes with darren mm-hmm. you know and and you just try and find because if this were really happening to somebody in real life you would have to find some kind of humor in it or you'd go insane or a drink or you'd become an alcoholic you know which, which is your next storyline <laughs> which is my next which coincidentally Melanie hits the bottle with Brady. They start doing coke lines. It's like, <laughs> oh, the big I know, right? Sorry. Am I that's that? <laughs> just in time for May sweep, so stay tuned to Days of Our Lives. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's going to get interesting over the Kiriakis Mansion. <laughs> You're mentioning some of your, uh, some of the co-stars that you have now and in the past, and I'm curious. One of our readers wrote in for a question for you and said that she's noticed that a lot of characters who are in Melanie's sort of age group have come and have gone, and she's wondering, uh, what does the future hold for Melanie since, for whatever reason, you've been given the opportunity to stick around, whereas some of the other characters haven't? Well, um, some of the actors have chosen to to go do new things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but as far as as Melanie's future, I think she's just got a really... um, kind of work on finding herself and working on her relationship with her parents and her friends like um so i think that's what she's going to focus on right now and unless you know some some boy comes into town and sweeps her off her feet or somebody that's been there all along um starts looking different we'll get to that some nice boy comes and sweeps her off her feet in one <laughs> second yes all right fair enough nothing says family bonding like a little open heart surgery oh sure and Sean Christian was on the show a couple of weeks ago. I, I can't recall exactly when it was. Uh, you know, that, those were some really interesting scenes. You have a character who's loved by everybody who has her heart just literally ripped out from her. Yeah. And, and you were able to, you know, somehow bond and, and find a, a sort of a little get-together uh, while sort of hovering over her. That was a, some very interesting television. I uh, we were actually wondering how you know that worked out. Uh, what exactly the the machine was attached to, since the heart wasn't there. But we decided to suspend reality for a bit, 
and um, and just work on um, the fact that Daniel and Melanie are, are trying to save someone's life, and that will always bring you closer. And it looks like, you know, you have a good batting average here. Uh, looks like everything is going to be fine, fingers crossed. And Yeah, uh, knock on wood. All right, come in. <laughs> Uh, so let's get back to this. I'm, I'm not going to let you forget about it. We're talking about the your little seductive voice there with being swept off your feet. Oh, yes. Obvious. Well, let's be real here. Melanie never really gets swept off her feet. She finds somebody that sh- that rubs her the wrong way. <laughs> and there's a fine line, you know. <laughs> Melanie's not. You know, she's not a damsel in distress. So um, Yeah, but some of the best soap relationships have started off by being rubbed the wrong way and then, well, being rubbed the right way later. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, look, here's the thing. If somebody makes you feel anger, you're feeling anger because you care, so there must be something else there, obviously. No, that's really important to note, I think, for a lot of people, particularly fans. You know, soap fans are very vocal about what they love and certainly Mm -hmm. what they don't love. But it comes back to what you just said. If they didn't care, there'd be no reason to be up in arms over something. Exactly. There'd be no reaction at all. There is a reaction, and this also comes from a reader, who really enjoys the relationship between Maggie and Melanie. Uh, She says it is probably the most beautiful relationship on the show and from what she's seen Suzanne and Molly have a great one in real life as well so let's oh, yes. let's do a, a twofold there talk about working with Suzanne Rogers uh, how much that must be uh, sort of an amazing experience because she's such a phenomenal actress oh my gosh she is just so great and so such a beautiful person inside and out and her mom is a adorable and i go out to dinner with them and like i just adore both of them and working with her is just it's god it's amazing because she's so talented and when you work with her you want to you want to be as good as you can now are you aware that you're competing against her in the outstanding supporting actress for the day you know what (laughs) that uh, that is totally fine she is a stud and if 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 when she gets it i would be so excited for her and let's talk about the relationship on screen because that too, there really is, as the, the reader wrote in, there really is something special there. But for folks who maybe don't watch Days of Our Lives who are listening to our show today, can you explain a little bit about the relationship between Maggie and Melanie? Um, it, it, it came from a woman seeing a, a, just a very damaged girl hmm. and, um, and just wanting to to help her find her way and she was able to and it grew from there and now now Maggie is is just her her the person she looks up to she they have such a great relationship hmm. no that's it is and I found from having guests on the show here for the past year and a half or so that really is some of the most powerful television is when there is sort of an unusual relationship. Not everything in in soaps, as you mentioned, is about being swept off your feet. Some of the best relationships are non-romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now let's talk a little bit. I I like to rewind when our guests come on here for the first time and sort of ask them how they got interested in acting and if that was always their first love. So question for you is, when did you first decide that you wanted to be an actress, and was there something else before that that you wanted to be? Nope. 
I I popped out and uh, <laughs> was about, I think we have videos of this. I was like maybe eight months old, nine months old. And my mom and dad, every Sunday, they would turn on Lawrence Welk. Um, you know, the old um, uh, the old talent show. Tiny bubble. Yep, 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 yep. So they would turn that on. And I would I would stand maybe maybe like three inches away from the TV, and okay. I was just watching them perform. I was just transfixed, <laughs> and I would dance with them and bounce or whatever I could do at eight miles. I was bouncing around or drooling or something. I don't know, but I was just staring at it. And then when I was four, my mom took me to Peter Pan with Mary Martin, and um, and I just sat there and just stared at it the whole time. And and uh, I, I just always 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 wanted to be an actor. There's nothing else. I think everybody's been to see Peter Pan. I vaguely remember seeing Peter Pan when I was a tiny person, too. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's an epic show. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, I guess, before they turn that into a feature film, since it seems like every other uh, children's story is becoming no, an, an action adventure. When that happens, I better be going out for that. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll send out the vibes there that if okay. they Thank do Okay. Thank you very that, much. Uh, uh, do you want to be Peter Pan? Do you want to be Tinkerbell? What should we... Uh, you can't be Captain Hook. I'm sorry. Mm, on, well, that would have been my first one. But if I... Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I would... Uh, part of me would say I would... They would probably have a boy be Peter Pan, you know, because there's... That's just how they do it. Um, So, I guess... um, I would probably want to be Tinkerbell. Okay. Wendy would be, like, the stereotypical answer, but she's too sweet, and I want to be more, you know, more cause trouble. We like troublemakers here on the of show. Course. Troublemakers of course. Are, are, are a lot of fun. Since we're we're on the topic of movies, though, quickly, uh, of course, at the end of the month, the Oscars will be handed out. Are there any films that you saw over the past year that you like that you're sort of pulling for? I have seen all of them. Really? Yes, and I I'm always super weird about that. I always go see all of them because I just I just love movies and they're, I love being inspired and they're 10 and, films though they're 10 films that are nominated for us any picture you've seen all 10 films I have I've seen That's all of them and the crazy. one that that just everything went together the music the acting the editing the writing the everything was social network for me hands down now they say that that is sort of uh, the second place runner now to the King's speech to the King's speech and then look I, I really enjoyed the King's speech I thought Colin Firth was was phenomenal but but um, I, some parts kind of lost me. It got a little, a little dry, as good as it was. And and I just think that this new generation, that social network, that everything was put together so perfectly, that that would be the that would be the one that I think collectively should win the Emmy or the the um the Oscar. I have a copy of the Social Network in front of me. It is still wrapped. It oh had, no! See, why are you judging me too? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You don't know the Dankies. You judge me for my movie watching. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I know what the Dankies are now, and also watch Social Network tonight. <laughs> okay, so do I really need to see the Social Network before the Oscars? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If anything, just if you just want to be entertained, the movie, the first scene of the movie is so, so good. It's it's. So good. I can't, I don't have enough good things to say about it. Well, since you're a movie watcher, I've been trying to sort of maybe be more into the classics. There are movies that are well known that are instant classics or that are classics forever that I haven't seen that I've been trying to watch. I've been trying to get through the movie Casablanca well, for about yes. two months. It's it's hard. It's hard because it's long and it's old and and it's 
it's hard for our, the the time we live in now for our attention spans to even last that long, you know. Well, you know, I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah, all I haven't of them. seen. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things like that. So, uh, all right, we'll get back to a little bit of television here for a second. Okay. For the, a lot of folks, of course, they love to know previews or what are coming up. One of the things we pride ourselves here on the show is we don't ruin the experience for anybody by telling them what's going to happen. We sort of tease them. So would you be willing to tease the listeners about a little bit of what's coming up for your character in, you know, the next week or so? Okay. Let's see. Where are we at right now? I have to think because we film... We're filming stuff that's going to air in, like, April and May right now, so I'm going to need a reminder of where we're at. Now, is that crazy, though, for you to, to know that the things are so far ahead? I think Days of Our Lives is probably the show that's the furthest ahead with the taping schedule. Yeah, they just go to town. We are just flying, always, <laughs> which is which is fun, you know, but you got to be on your toes. All right, so I'm trying to think. Um, Melanie's going to get a big... Dose of reality. Oh, reality. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> I know. A big, heartbreaking dose of reality. Uh, reality is so overrated. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair either, but... One of the things about reality, though, that is fun, and I don't know how any of your fans would not know this yet, but you're active on Twitter. So oh, my gosh, yes. How do they follow you? What's your name? And, of course... Uh, well, what do you tweet about? I, I <laughs> my Twitter name is Molly Dolly, and Dolly has two Y's. And I tweet about, oh, I tweet way too much. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything. Let's see. Last night, I just bought a pair of shoes, and I Twittered a picture of them. And I, um, I talk about, you know, the shows that we're watching, Bat- The Bachelor. I always hate on the crazy one, Michelle. And I Twitter pictures from work and you what I'm filming. You about stalking a couple weeks ago or so, something about Andrew Garfield and throw me a bone. Oh, my gosh, yes. No, that was uh, – stalking is a, that's a, that's a harsh word. It was more like uh, hoping for a coincidental run-in. Um, but, yeah, no, it's pilot season, so we're all playing around. So I was at Sony a lot so um no sightings, oh, i was hoping though. to run into him but i'm sorry no sightings no sightings but you know what's funny i was sitting in the room and the some guy walks in and sits down next to me and it was the guy that plays spider-man on broadway really? and he was out here for a week for pilot season and i was like i was like okay i we spider-man's here but it was the wrong one See, when you put these things out into the universe, that's why I specifically asked you if you got the Peter Pan movie, who would you want to play? Because you can't just say, oh, I'd like to get in the movie. You'll end up playing the crocodile. Right? You have to be very specific, and I know that now, which is why I put out there that I want these new Tabitha Simmons shoes, and then, you know, I uh, I, I got him. <laughs> I'm liking this. Twitter is like a, a an asked and answered sort of uh, spiritual universe of the internet and whatever out there it's kind of crazy i love it i love it um and i try and answer as many people as i can and sometimes i can only write out things i don't get to respond as much as i wish i could but i am i love twitter i think it's so much fun we've loved having you on the show today and hopefully you'll consider coming back when there aren't any uh, awards that you don't know about perhaps oh of course the, the emmy nominations are coming out we've got the fingers crossed maybe uh thank you if all goes well maybe you'll come back on the show after 
after those are announced or maybe oh absolutely anytime and of course everybody please be sure to check out molly every weekday on nbc's days of our lives and we'll be back with more of soap central live in just a minute Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. One of the most talked about awards shows being held this month is not the Academy Awards. And if you can believe it, it has nothing to do with Justin Bieber. This weekend, though, the Indie Soap Awards will be held in New York, and joining us today to explain a little bit about what the Indie Soap Awards are is Damon L. Jacobs. Damon, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. Thank you so much for having me back. It's so great. I always enjoy talking with you. Well, thank you. We have to try to do it more than once every seven months. Thank you. Okay. That's a deal. So let's get to the gist of it. People are familiar, of course, with the Academy Awards and the Grammys and the Emmys. What are the Indie Soap Awards? Well, this is actually the second annual Indie Soap Awards, and this is rewarding excellence in the creative style of continuing stories on the Internet. 
Um, many fans of daytime are familiar with some of the examples, such as Gotham, that was produced by Martha Byrne, mm-hmm. um, Venice, produced by Crystal Chappelle, uh, Steamboat, produced by Michael O'Leary. What they may not realize is that there's also dozens and dozens of wonderful shows, wonderful quality shows, that are using the continuing story format now on the Internet as opposed to daytime television. And it's just fascinating to see, just in a very, just in the past year, how much this has exploded since the first annual Indie Soap Awards. Um, there's such a plethora of creativity and passion that's being created right now. And it's just, it feels kind of like we're on the cutting edge of this new terrain of soaps. Um, maybe similar to what people who were watching television 50 years ago saw with the initial soaps that were going on back then and wow. starting to transition from radio to TV. Um, so it's just great. Now, that's a really good way to, to point it out. I know that having been on the Internet since the dawn of time, I remember people saying, oh, the Internet will never take off. And now we're at a, a juncture where the Internet is actually producing its own content and own sort of fun stuff to watch. That's really a good thing. It's such a great thing. And what's really wonderful about that is that unlike network television where quite oftentimes stories or, you know, scripts are often, you know, for lack of a better word, censored or moderated by the networks or by the advertisers, this is kind of really a writer's medium. The writers have the power and the say to kind of spin the stories, telling, um, telling them the way they want to, using the plots and twists and the characters they want to. So what we're actually seeing is that a lot of people who don't usually see their lives reflected on network television are seeing their lives reflected on these shows, communities of people of color, gays and lesbians, people who don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Their stories are now being told in often a very interesting and dramatic and you know complex way on the Internet. I think that the soap that received the most nominations this year, Diary of a Single Mom, that seems to fall into all of those categories, maybe people who aren't represented or stories that wouldn't typically be uh, addressed on a daytime soap. It sure does. I mean, Diary of a Single Mom, for those who haven't seen it, really people may want to check this out, especially if people have ever enjoyed kind of the the power of a soap and how triumph over adversity can really elevate one's spirit. But it tells the story of these three women living in an apartment building in Los Angeles, uh, one African-American woman, one Hispanic woman, one white woman, different ages and different backgrounds who really end up having to pull together in order to succeed. And it may sound a little bit hokey, but it's really not hokey. It's, it's just told so well. It's so inspiring. Um, and it's a great example of how the Internet is being used to sort of craft ongoing open-ended storylines that have never been told on network television before. And some of the cast members for Diary of a Single Mom are names that people will recognize. There's Billy D. Williams, Robert Townsend, Leon. These are names that I think mainstream audiences know. Absolutely. Well, Janice Lind was on One Life to Live in the 80s. Um, Diane Carroll, for God's sake, was on Dynasty in the 80s, and she's on the show now. So the show has really been attracting um, more primetime and daytime stars um, because it's just so well done, and it's produced in such a high-quality manner. So I would say if anyone's listening to this and like, I don't know anything about indie soaps and I'm not even sure I care, check out Diary of a Single Mom. It's a wonderful introduction to what the Internet and the richness and the texture of the stories that the Internet has to hold. It looks to me like a lot of the stars from Venice made the ballot. 
That's right. You know, I, because Venice does, you know, Crystal Chappelle mo- hired primarily um, daytime stars that people were familiar with. But what's so wonderful about Venice and what's so wonderful about um, as well as Gotham and the Bay is that they're using stars that we might be familiar with them in certain kinds of roles. They mm-hmm. might have been playing a certain kind of character for many, many years on a daytime series. Now we're getting to see an entirely different side to who they are and what their range is. And I think Jordan Clark on Venice is a wonderful example of that. We may know him as Billy from Guiding Light for the past 30 years, but we've never seen him do this level of work before. Since we're talking about Venice, Venice is one of the online soaps, or indie soaps as you're calling them, that has a pay-per-view model. And I'm wondering, Damon, do you think that that is going to be something that we're going to see in the future, that viewers will be paying for the content that they see online, or maybe will we see more advertisers like we do on traditional television soaps? Well, I'll tell you what I hope, and then I'll tell you what I think the reality is. My hope is that these advertisers really realize that there's a very specific niche audience here that's very faithful and very passionate to their shows, and they watch it over and over and over again. So the great thing about the Internet is that they can watch their favorite shows anytime they want, and when these, they see the products, that will remind them that these products are out there, and that would be, I think, an advertiser's dream. Now, I think the reality is that the Internet shows are different from daytime in that I think the audience really needs to step up and be more proactive. If we don't show some support, and I mean financial support, for the shows that we love, they might go away. And unfortunately, we have seen that quite a bit in this past year as well. So whereas with daytime TV, it was sort of like a one-way street. You know, they produce it and we watch it. This is really more of like an interactive community. And people can be part of that and they can be proactive by, by donating, even if it's just 5 or $10, to the show that they really want to see more of, to go to the website and donate. They all have donation buttons. So let's talk about the actual award ceremony. This is a real life, real event. There'll be real people. It's not going to be necess- just online. It's going to, you know, you can actually see real people. And it's this weekend, and you've got an outstanding choice to host the event. Martha Byrne. Martha Byrne. Who, who most remember as Lily on As the World Turns, but is also the producer of Gotham, which is a wonderful website, is, is, is our hostess with the mostess, and she's fabulous. We are so excited. We'll, we'll applaud for Martha. I know she's anxiously tweeting about it. She's looking forward to it. So how can the listeners out there, if they're in the New York area or going to be in the New York area, how can they be a part of the Indie Soap Awards? Well, they want to act fast because tickets are going very quickly, and we have very limited space at Alvin Ailey Studios, which is at 55th and 9th in Manhattan. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to be there, they want to go to welovesoaps.net and look on the upper left-hand corner where it says Indie Soap Awards. There's a, a link to where one can buy tickets. Um, they do want to do it fast, though, because they are selling quickly. And if people are not in the New York area and they want to check it out, I'm assuming that you guys will have complete coverage of the winners, the nominees, the fashion, all kinds of all that juicy, good award stuff immediately following the event. Absolutely. I don't know exactly when, but of course the winners (laughs) will be announced and people will know who they are. The show entirely will be shown on We Love Soaps, so people will be able to see the entire show all the fascinating uh, presentations, you know, all the nominees, or, or not all the nominees, but the sh- the, all the awards are being presented by nominees from the various shows. So what do we need to do, Damon, for you and I to be nominated for an award next year? We need to come up with something. 
<laughs> I'm angling. I'm angling. Put something on there. We'll take a look at it. <laughs> Perhaps I'll, I'll start videotaping our chats and we'll put them up there. Maybe you'll create a new category just for that next year. <laughs> David, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. And I want to thank you so much for coming by to let everybody know about the Indie Soap Awards. Of course, it's My the pleasure. second annual. They are going to be held in New York City on February 21st, but don't worry if you can't get there. As Damon said, you will be able to see all the winners and all that other good, juicy award stuff on WeLoveSoaps.net. And with that, we are out of time for this week's show. I don't know quite where the time went. I want to thank the sugar and spice portion of this week's show. From General Hospital, Brianna Brown, and from Days of Our Lives, Molly Burnett. And, of course, thank you again to Damon L. Jacobs for dropping by and talking about the Indie Soap Awards. If you've missed any part of this week's show or just want to hear it again, head on over to SoapCentral.com radio. There you'll have listening options for every episode of Soap Central Live that's ever aired. You can stream it live. You can download it. You can put it in iTunes. There's a whole lot of options there. But now it's time for me. I'm not sure if I'm sugar or spice, so we'll just call me Allspice to sign off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. (laughs) 